Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now age of radio Hey, everybody, this is Steve. I just want to let you know that for all the latest on our podcast, uh, hit us up at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from movies on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, we're also on Patreon if you want to check that out. But our homepage is with the Age of Radio Network at ageofradio.org slash everything I learned from movies. And if you're looking for some amazing art, check out my wife's Etsy page at untidyvenus.etsy.com. All kinds of great stuff there. Also, follow us at PodCartFest, that's P-O-D-C-A-R-T-F-E-S-T, for our periodic art and podcasting festival that we're going to be hosting. It's uh, it's actually pretty cool. Check it out. So yeah, on that note, let's get to the show. Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy With a one-line plot holes a gratuitous boobies It's time to get busy with your friend Steve and Izzy Hey everybody, this is Steve. I uh, just want to let you know uh, we're actually currently in the middle of Utah Remote Con, uh, which is this wonderful little uh, podcasting panel thing uh, to help raise money for the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. Uh, if you want to check that out, uh, hit it up on Facebook. Uh, they got some great panels going on from May 10th until the 22nd, I believe is the last day. We actually did a couple panels, uh, one talking about the new Mortal Kombat movie. Uh, the other, we kind of led one talking about eight movies, and it was fantastic. There's some great guests and stuff on there. Um, and as an added bonus, if you would like to donate to the JDRF through Utah Remote Con, you can do so at givebutter.com slash utahremotecon2. And if you donate $50 or more, I'll make you a pet portrait. There you go. And it's for a good cause. Uh, or if you just want to do it for 20 bucks at untidyvenus.etsy.com, I'll totally do it there too. But uh, yeah, $50, again, that's givebutter.com slash utahremotecon2. All right, here's our panels. supposed to play that at the beginning or the end but there it was for the fun of it welcome to our second panel of utah remote con 2 um we just had an excellent panel about mental health and pop culture um which is super awesome and now we are going um i won't say the opposite direction but definitely a different direction with mortal Kombat, the movie um if you haven't heard it was released about two weeks ago i was going to watch in the hospital with this baby but we couldn't get the chromecast to work so we had to watch it when we got home I'm so stoked for this panel. <laughs> um, before we get started with the panel, I just wanted to remind you that we're raising money for the Juvenile Diabetes Re Research Foundation, um, a super awesome organization to um, aid in the research of 
type one juvenile diabetes. So I think a lot of us know people who have diabetes or have a loved one or is someone with diabetes. So we want to try to raise money for them and try to help figure out how to solve this, this problem. So um, something near and dear to a couple of the members of our podcast um, members' hearts. So we're excited for that. You can donate at Give Butter. I'll post that link a couple times throughout the panel so you can see. It's also on Facebook on all the panel descriptions. It's going to be in that link as well. So thank you for joining us today. I'm going to turn the time over. Oh, and before I turn the time over to Val, who will be our moderator tonight, uh, we have a giveaway prize for this as well as going to be a copy of the Watchmen graphic novel, which if you haven't read it yet, what are you waiting for? Um, and then a gift card for Megaplex. So hopefully you'll be able to start using that in person or just buy some popcorn. So um, anyways, now, uh, and that we'll announce the winner for that at the end of the panel. So I will turn the time over to Val and then hopefully everyone will enjoy this podcast or this panel. Hello. Hello. How are you? So Your baby good. is adorable. Like I said, if we could have had watched Mortal Kombat in the hospital, we would have, but the Chromecast wouldn't work. <laughs> so <Whoa>. we waited. <laughs> I, I am so excited for this panel. I'm Val from Multiplane Podcast and Movies That Make Us. And I'm also a film critic on B98.7 um, and Channel 4. And this was a movie that I have been waiting for. And I'm so excited we're going to talk about it. We are going to deep dive into the Mortal Kombat. And with us today is Steve and Izzy. Tell everybody where you're from, Steve and Izzy. Hey, everybody. I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And we're with Everything I Learned From Movies. At EILF Movies, as you can kind of see here. Uh, yeah, we're a podcast. All the podcatchers. Check us out. We're sweet. Full of shenanigans. Tracy! My Hi, movies that make us buddy. Um, we're, you know, we do this a couple times a week together, so that's fun. And Nick, Hi. tell everybody where you're from. Hey, I am Nick. I am from the Nerd Corporation podcast, and I... Am also back in January. I just well, not really celebrated, but I've been diabetic for 20 years now in January. So I love all the donation right. stuff. So let's get it. Let's get nice. it. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Um, okay, so we're going to deep dive into Mortal Kombat and we are going to talk about the 2021 version of Mortal Kombat and a little bit of the 1995 version of Mortal Kombat. Just, there's a new Mortal Kombat movie? Just, just a little just a little one. Oh yeah. Okay. I so, watched the wrong one. Crap. Oh, oh no. Okay. <laughs> I watched Annihilation like a fool. I watched Annihilation today. All right. You guys are already going crazy. Calm it down. Calm it down a little bit. Okay. So, this Mortal Kombat came out and it did go into theaters and onto HBO Max. Um, it did go to theaters first and then HBO Max later. I like this, um, that you can go see it in the theater and then you can watch it at home. What do you guys think about um, this format and how many of you saw it in theaters? Let's start with Nick. Um, I love it. I, I was on vacation when this movie came out, so I watched it on my laptop. And yeah, it's great because even though, you know, movies and theaters are kind of coming back now. They, their show times are really weird. There's like two or three times the whole day that they have movie time. So it's really hard to coordinate to get to go see a movie. But I, I, if they keep doing this and I'm all for it because I can just, you know, get off work and be like, Oh, Hey, 
I can just, you know, fire up this movie and I don't have to go anywhere. So it's fine with me. I, I enjoyed watching it there, but I definitely would have enjoyed watching it in theaters too. Steven Izzy? Uh, we watched it on HBO Max. Actually, the first time we watched it was a preview the Thursday night before, thanks mm-hmm. to a wonderful kung fu thing. Um, <laughs> and But uh, we've gone to theaters. We went and saw Wrath of Man the other day. We did. Uh, you know, of course, wearing masks and all that fun stuff. <laughs> now that but... they're finally cleaning things. Yeah. <laughs> apparently for the first time ever. <laughs> oh my gosh, clean the movie theaters. Think about it, guys. <laughs> That's not a selling point. Guys. They wipe down the seats now. <laughs> they and they make sure to tell you how much they wipe down the seats. Yeah, but actually... I love the HBO Max thing. I can't wait yeah. for Dune to come out. Oh, <gasps> yeah. So I mean, got to be on the big screen first, but I will yeah. definitely be diving back in on HBO Max. Tracy, did you um, see it at home or in the theater? I, I saw this one at home. I saw Godzilla versus Kong, um, both yes. on the big screen and also on the HBO Max. This one I didn't feel. I need to see it on the big screen, but um, but I think it would have been good on it. Okay, well, this is why I asked, because as much as it's cool that you can see this movie on your phone, um, what I thought was really neat about this version of the film and not so much the 1995 version of the film is that they actually hired a professional cinematographer for this movie and they didn't use somebody's cousin that just had a camera. Um, (laughs) The first direct (laughs) annihilation. (laughs) Um, The first 15 minutes of this movie is like, beautifully shot did you guys like i'm a huge cinematography like fan so seeing this in the theater on the big screen and then watching it at home on a a big tv but not as big as that screen um it's like one of the first things that i noticed about this film that brings it into the same place i think as some of these big superhero movies that we're seeing it has a sort of cheese factor that we're going to talk about but it was beautifully shot do you guys have anything to say about how well shot this movie is. Oh, Steve's first words when it like started, we were like three minutes into it. And he was like, Oh, this is a real movie. Yeah, This is a legit <laughs> movie or at least the seven minutes they released like three days prior. And I was like, Oh no, oh, is this oh, the, no. all they've got? This or, is, you know? this is, this <laughs> I was a little concerned, but uh, long the story rest short, of it's just on handy cam. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> and this is only his third um, film as a cinematographer. Yeah. Which oh, is wow. phenomenal to me. I, I'm excited to see where else he takes it. Um, I, I also love the fact that they actually hired a fight coordinator and they actually mm-hmm. had actors who could do the fights. Yeah. That yeah. was that, that was going to be the next thing we talked about. But Nick, oh, do you have anything to say about the cinematography before we get to fighting? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I went into this, you know, with obviously with the frame of reference of the older Mortal Kombat movies, which um, are still great, even though, you know, they were made in the 90s and they they still have that that, um, 90s charm to them. But I went into this thinking, okay, this is an actual, like, movie from 2021. It should be pretty good. And, yeah, like, the first 10 minutes roll by in the movie and I was just like, wait, okay. 
(laughs) Way better than I was even anticipating. (laughs) So I think with, when we get into Mortal Kombat, um, what's great about this is that it's kind of like the epitome of pop culture because like, you know, it, I'm not a huge video game person, but when I was younger, I played Mortal Kombat. You know, I don't really play video games anymore, but I did when this video game came out. But I think whether you've played it or not, you understand what, this is. You've heard Mortal Kombat. You've heard the song. I taught dance during the whole, like every single freaking cheer squad. I just want to punch people in the face when I hear that song sometimes now because I had to listen to it for like four years because it was like on every intro of every dance, whatever. Um, But like you can, you could walk into a crowd and say, finish him. And like people would understand whether they've seen the movie or played the game or whatever. So it's so great that i this is probably the best video game movie i've seen in a long time um because we all know i think what was the last video game movie that came out it was a piece of crap the hedgehog no i forgot about that one assassin's creed silent hill was good it had a great dp and director yeah but i mean so this one i think to me it stood close to the characters the fight scenes were amazing, which we're going to get to. Um, and it kind of pushes, it pushes the boundaries of what you think you should see in a movie that came from this violent video game, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, and so let's talk about the fight choreography because um, I'm watching this movie and the fight choreography. And the first thing that I'm thinking of is like crouching tiger, hidden dragon meets Oh, what did I just watch? I'm sorry, I've been up since 3 a.m. and I have to the Furious. No, <laughs> no not Fast and the Furious. That's uh, <laughs> what the next no. Fast and Furious is going to be. Actually, I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, we're going to stay away from Fast and Furious because we're going to get yeah, way yeah. back. Because that's, that's another panel. That's another panel. Um, but what did you guys feel like? You know, being a fan of the video games and the movie from 1995, and then seeing the fight choreography in this film. You know, I just kind of want to get your take on that. Did you like it? Did you think it was too much? Did you think it was not enough? Let's go with Tracy first on this one. Um, One of the things that I loved is that they, the director was smart and let the scene play out. He let these fights play out. He stayed wider in his shots. He had longer takes, really letting us watch. It's almost like a ballet. It's a dance. And these guys are moving through each part. There's only one time, I can't remember which fight it was, but there's one where he briefly has a lot of close cuts, uh, close-ups and, and fast cuts. And that's typically how action is done these days. And it just kind of disrupted me. I didn't enjoy that one as much. But watching these guys and having skilled fighters with good choreography who knew what they were doing, even without the special effects, and some of the special effects was phenomenal, um, but even without that, it was enjoyable to watch that whole first scene where he's taking out guys with a garden trowel. I mean, that was fantastic. What about you, Stephen Izzy? Oh, I, I loved it. Yeah, the, the, the human on human fights were definitely the better ones. Like Tracy mm-hmm. was saying, just shot better and, yeah. you know, let, letting the scene breathe a little bit. Obviously, there's a couple where it's like they may not be the strongest fighters or there's a lot of CG incorporated, like, you know, fighting a 
eight foot tall Nathan Jones, you know, with a giant hammer kind of thing. <laughs> and I mean, I mean, even those were pretty good. It's just obviously they were cut, you know, shot differently to kind of hide things. But I'm a, uh, I'm excited for the sequel with Elaine Moosey as Johnny Cage. <gasps> Hashtag it. But, uh, I, I, yeah. I would be down for that. I I saw an interview today. The Miz from uh, WWE wants to throw his hat in the ring. Oh, I mean, I'm sure he'd be all right. I, I, I know <laughs> the Marine three through seven would do a decent job. But, <laughs> but, but, you know, I also know Scott Atkins exists, and I would love for him to be a part of the franchise too. But you know, he's got everything else. So it's true. Yeah, this movie is the exact opposite of a Michael Bay Transformer movie. Yeah. So yes. it's amazing. <laughs> Uh, what about you, Nick? I uh, I kind of agree with Tracy how it was a little bit kind of I don't know I don't want to say jarring to see those up close um, fight scenes, but um, it was really like my favorite one of my favorite fight scenes is in the very beginning when um, when all the I'm not gonna uh, all the stuffs going down between. Um, Hanzo you and... can spoil it. Everybody that's okay. watching this should have seen yeah. the movie. If not, yeah. you, I mean, you should have seen it. We're going to spoil so, everything. So, yeah, well. so, so when they go in with uh, Scorpion in the very beginning, and he's just he's just fighting everybody. Like it's just him versus everybody, and um, you know he's using his his uh, I don't know what you want to call it his his hand garden trowel. Yeah, trowel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and then. Um, I just love how they put that together and um, it's, it's just really cool for me to see the advancements in the fight scenes from this, from the original one where you can tell that it's like, it just looks like, you know, Liu Kang's on a wire doing a bicycle kick into <laughs> this one where they've got actual effects. And I just like seeing that, that jump between the two movies. Uh, Roger says almost on point, but they needed more techno. Everything else was perfect. Excellent point, Roger. <laughs> I, I do appreciate the orchestral kind of version they have come in for like five seconds towards the end, but uh, yeah, yeah, need, need a little more techno. And well, then like Facebook first... user said um, they did so well copying move sets from the game. And Tracy, I'll get to you in a minute, but that was like when I was in the theater with my best friend who he like knows all of the backstories of all the characters. And I just know like the ABAA, whatever, like I was thinking of do the move and then they do it. Like one of my favorite scenes is when he takes Jack's arms off yeah. and, oh, and then he just pushes him. I'm like, he took his arms off. Like I just knew at that point, this movie was going to be awesome because yeah. like they're doing, and then when they finally do the kick, you know, and there isn't wires and you just see the kick. And then when the lady gets sawed in half, I was like that. I mean, yeah. like, but what I loved so much about it, and I want to, I want to hear your guys' take on this is I loved that there was the blood and the gore and what you have in the game, but they had so much in between it. So it didn't yeah. feel like it, you were, they were just shoving it down your throat. So Nick, like, was it enough of those moves for you and enough of the blood and kind of like over the topness from the game for you? Or did you think they needed more? No, I, I mean, I, I was expecting, you know, just like a gore fest because the, it's funny. Cause that's the, um, that's the way I got my parents to buy me mortal Kombat when I was a kid is I told them that you could turn the blood off. On the very first games, <laughs> you could, <laughs> and 
So, I mean, I was expecting a lot of that, but I'm I'm glad that it wasn't just like like I wasn't watching a video game adaptation of like the new Doom game. I'm I'm glad that they kind of kept it. You know, they kind of went back and forth between um, all that stuff, and then they kind of went back to you know a little bit of the story, and it wasn't just like fatality after fatality after fatality. So, Tracy, how about you? Yeah, I, I totally agree with Nick there. Um, I, I felt like there was enough that that it satisfied as as a fan, but it wasn't it wasn't a continual thing. And so when we get to the saw one, to me that was like that was that was when we were just like oh, and the the arm. It went, so when those moments hit, they hit harder because they were faced out. You saw you, know? you saw his hat you saw his hat spit up, and like as a fan, you knew what was coming. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> but the 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 one that I thought was super creative was at the end when you've got Sub Zero and Scorpion, and he stabs him, and then he freezes his blood, and then stabs him with his own blood yeah. as a frozen bloodsicle. I'm like, all right, that's creative. That's <laughs> that's some ingenious stuff right there. How about you, Stephen? Is he? Yeah, um, so on the the opening scene, the beautiful opening fight between what's going to be Scorpion and uh, Sub-Zero, on a slightly side note, I really, really appreciated how they were like, hey, look, this guy is Japanese, this guy is Chinese, they're not the same guy. So I just, I really appreciated those little nods that like, hey. And when he says, I can't understand your words, but I, I understand what's what's going on here. Like, yeah. I, I, I appreciated that, too. The culture, um, you know, the, how they brought in the different cultures and they told us, you know, what language they were speaking. I really liked that. The yeah. only the only thing I have with that is at the end when he's talking <laughs> to Cole in Chinese. I'm just waiting for him to go. What? Yeah, and, and, yeah, and <laughs> then what you do? And then Scorpion's <laughs> talking to him in ancient Japanese and cool, yeah. like it's like what? What's going huh? on? <laughs> I'm, from, fight. I'm an orphan from Chicago. <laughs> no, uh, but back to the gore. Um, the uh, the sawing the what is the Valkyrie lady's name? I'm Nataro totally, or Nat- something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I feel like her whole character was the yeah. most video game character in the whole movie because you have this huge buildup. You know, it's like, oh, look at my beautiful killer. Oh, here she is. She has this grand she entrance. She's beautiful. She's amazing. She's killer, mm-hmm. and she just immediately gets taken out. And I feel yeah. like that's the most video game moment. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I at first I was like, that was just a waste of character and then like you i was like but i mean that's a video game man like yeah. and, and that's and she's a, also that's one of those characters that i think was only around for one game so i was gonna say <laughs> deep dive that was a uh, same thing with the i can't think of his name that's how obscure he is the guy with the hammer um i think he was like a super oh, Nintendo yeah, yeah 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 exclusive yeah. or something you know um, steve should you real- talk about your theory about Cole? About Cole? Since we're talking about one one game characters? Maybe you guys already know. Maybe it's already online or something. Is Cole Stryker, basically? Because I remember Stryker from, like, I think it was two (laughs) or three, the, like, Riot Cop guy that had the batons. Is that who he's eventually going to be? Or is he just supposed to be, like, completely new? I got the feeling, like, he was just this new guy. But who knows? They could do that. There's a, a lot of it saying that he's you know, just a brand new character. And I don't, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't, oh God, I hope he's, I hope he doesn't become striker. He was like my <laughs> least favorite character of the whole <laughs> little, And that, that's just you, like it's a new take on him. Like yeah, maybe yeah. the sequel, he becomes a defender of earth kind of thing, but I don't know. 
But there um, was a there was a Rico, I think, in like I want to say Mortal Kombat Four, like on N sixty four. But okay. speaking of characters, that brings me to my next question: Who um, was the biggest standout character for you guys that you were like, okay, this is my favorite character of the movie? And then, what character do you think, except for the cat right there? Um, yeah, like, <laughs> do you think maybe Always like the like they maybe missed it on this character? Like, I kind of want to go like your favorite, and then they kind of missed it. So, Stephen, Izzy, let's start with you guys. Who's your favorite, babe? Oh. Who's my favorite, babe? Kano. It's Kano. Everybody loves Kano. Kano. He gets all the funny lines. He gets all that. And it's always the same, too. They get the worst character representations in these movies. It's Raiden and Jax. Jax is just always... He had his arms ripped off, and everybody's basically like, oh, yeah, he's on his way. Like, oh, no, he almost died. And then the rest of the time, he's like, what's what's going on? I'm supposed to be an expert. We have to go find him. Oh, somebody else found him for me because I was busy on a side quest. And then Raiden's Gandalf. That's that's basically... Raiden's just like... Oh, this tournament! I should be training you guys for years, but you know, give you a couple of weeks. And I was busy smoking with hobbits, yeah. so sorry. <laughs> I'm also going to use this moment to point out that this movie has a bunch of really, not a bunch. This movie has a a select few very strong women, but does not pass the Bechdel test. Yeah, <laughs> but I like the female characters that are in it, even though watching it the first time until like halfway through the movie, I thought the daughter was his girlfriend. What? I <laughs> somehow watching the same missed movie? the mother. Yeah. I somehow so totally missed the mother, and he looks so young. Yeah, he, he looks he like he had a girl when he was twelve. That's <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm going to move away from that and go to Tracy. Um, I do want to say that Marley is chiming in here and she says Scorpion is the best. Um, And then, yeah, that. And then we're going to go over here to Steph on the other side that says Kano. So I kind of want to see like Steph and Marley kind of go head to head. Was a standout character for you that you just thought, okay, they hit the mark with this character, and then who do you think maybe they missed with? Um, so I, I'm going to go with Stephen Izzy. I thought Kano was fantastic. I think he was the actor having the most fun. Yeah, like, absolutely, just the right amount of cheese. It was just the right amount of scenery chewing. Um, without going over the top and being annoying. Um, I was once again, kind of disappointed by um, Sonia. I felt like her just the actress just didn't really work for me. She was just kind of, just kind of bland. Jason Statham's ex-wife from the Meg, you're saying my, (laughs) (laughs) let's not knock the Meg. I will will kick you right out of this room. (laughs) For for making fun of the Meg. Cause I don't know if you know this or not. It's, it's the best sci-fi movie adaptation I've ever seen. Cause yes, that was a sci-fi movie first called Megalodon. And it's like pretty much the exact same movie. Weirdly harder. They kill more characters. I love it. I love it so much. Um, Nick, how about you? Oh, were you done, Tracy? I I was just going to say, I want more of of Scorpion and Sub-Zero. Yeah. Okay. There's obviously more there. I want to, I want to see more of that. Okay. Oh yeah. Nick, how about you? So I do agree with um, Kano being fantastic. He had that, he had that line when Liu Kang's trying to train him after he keeps tripping him where he goes, is that the only move that you know? And that's like countless 
friend fights on Mortal Kombat. We are <laughs> Um, so that was great. That was one of my favorite Kano parts, but my favorite character had to have probably next to Kano had to have been Cabal because he's one of my favorites yeah. in the game. And they, I feel like they got him like nailed him to a point. Um, I, sometimes I felt like his accent was a little over the top. Mm-hmm. Um, but like character wise, I thought he was great. Um, and then I got to Yeah. I got to go with, uh, Sonya for being a little, like Tracy said, a little bit bland. Um, I also felt like I felt kind of like Liu Kang didn't get as much as yeah. he should have gotten. Yeah. Do you like, guys? Is he, think- is he supposed to be like a teenager, or <laughs> like he, he seemed know. like really young and yeah. small? But yeah, <laughs> I, I do have a question for the chat here. You guys are saying Sonya was sort of bland. What is Sonya's major personality type supposed to be? I mean, but they had a chance to give her one. I actually didn't have a problem with Sonya. I kind of had an issue with um, what they gave her. They had an opportunity. She didn't have enough to do. And and I do do like that she's, she, you know, took down, you know, the biggest a-hole in the whole movie. And I love how he died. Like, that was one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, that... That's awesome. Um, But I think that they didn't give her enough to do. I don't mind her as an actress, but I do think that they just had her be the sidekick. You know, at the beginning of the movie, when they say go to Sonya, I'm like, oh, my gosh, she's going to be like the person that gets everyone together. She's the one that knows the most about what's going on, you know, um, with this whole universe. She's the one that's trying to bring everybody together that has a symbol, even though she doesn't have a symbol because she's thinking bigger than herself and and pulls it together. And and then after everybody gets together and they go on the mission, she's no longer leading the mission anymore. Like, I feel like for me... That was, you set us up to think that Sonya is going to be this bigger part, and then you kick her out for half the movie, and then you bring her back in at the end to kick some royal butt, and then she succeeds to get, you know, her, you know, her ultimate challenge. So, for me, I I don't think it was so much her, I think it was the writing. I think... They had an opportunity. They had an opportunity to make her more than what she was in the game, and that's TNA. Like we all know that that's what it is. You know what I mean? All the girls in this game is TNA, like big time, Um, which is fine. I'm not against TNA. I've said this before on many of our episodes. Um, I'm for it, but I like when they give the girls also a brain, and she could kick butt. Like she didn't almost. She didn't need the superpowers that they had to kick these men's butts. So I did love that. She captured it. Kano alone after yeah, he has his symbol before she yeah, has hers. Right? Yeah. I, I mean, I sort of get what they were trying to do. Like, they have her be the badass leader in the beginning. And then, of course, she has to pass the torch to the main character because he's got to have his character arc. But, yeah, you're right. They didn't handle that the best way. They just, just sort of, like, the swept corner. her to the side. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, well, we don't need you anymore. You're not, a liability. Is it my turn yet? No, not yet. How about, is it my turn now? No, not nope. yet. And I then- am going to, I am going to grant her that she gets her symbol and immediately figures out her arcana. Yeah. That's true. Everybody I else, mean, it took them up to years. Because she's a woman. Just kidding. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You know, she got hers immediately uh, because she's that badass. It, I mean, I just she, think it's because she was so in tune with her midi chlorians. 
That's it. <laughs> oh, wait, that's a different movie. <laughs> her, uh, her her bracelets. <laughs> that Sonya was that Sonya was almost enough to make me forget about Ronda Rousey's Sonya. Um, <laughs> was that a I thing? Just, I just no. threw up in my mouth. No. She was the voice of Sonya for Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of weird when Mortal Kombat Annihilation Sonya is kind of like, she may be, she may have She's had the contender. best part in any of these movies. Dude, I still I, I still think the best Sonya was the Sonya from the first Mortal Kombat movie. Like, Bridget Wilson? Yeah, I thought she was great. She's all right. I love her hair in the third <laughs> act. I've got a question for everybody. Yeah. Do you think it's odd that you've got a, a game with so many iterations with like 90 plus characters, but if you look at the 95 and the 2021, they're almost exactly the same in the characters that they chose. Yeah. I thought was very, there's a few here and there that don't, but. Well, and that's what I liked so much about it is because I think that if you do not know this, because again, I'm only familiar with the 1995 movie that I maybe watched once. Right. And then the games that I played 20 years ago, more than that. Um, I'm going to age myself way longer than 20 years ago. Um, and I still understand who these characters are. And I was sitting, when I watched it at home on Saturday night to get ready for this, I was my second time watching it, my fiance's first time watching it. And he's like, you know, I've only played the second Mortal Kombat 2. So, you know, I don't know. I said, you're going to be fine following it. And then he's just like a little kid in a candy store because every time a character would come up, he's like, oh my gosh, is that Kano? And I don't say anything. And then they say who it is. Like, I was right. And then he's like guessing who these characters were. You know, he's a 37 year old man and like super excited that he's seeing these characters. And so they did a fantastic job at bringing us in again with these characters that are familiar to us and then throwing in some things that were like, Oh, that's, I remember kind of that one and this one over here and that one. And then they're going to set us up for number two where they're going to expand. And this is where I think the DC universe could learn um, from mortal Kombat because I would rather watch this movie again than Wonder Woman 2, because that was a piece of crap. Um, But they gave us characters that were familiar, that we liked, and then they kind of sprinkled in some ones that we maybe didn't remember, but we're intrigued now, and now they're going to bring us to another movie where they're going to give us a few more. They didn't just throw 20 freaking characters in one movie and expect us to care about it. Right? Wait, wait, so. Val. So you're telling me you preferred a movie where we finally got to see Sub Zero and Scorpion go at it in an ice arena yeah. versus a movie where Wonder Woman cries at wind? Yeah. <laughs> All day long, every day. <laughs> every day. All day long. <laughs> and if anybody wants to fight me on that, that's how that movie ends. Go ahead. But that's how that movie ends. She cries at wind. <laughs> I'll stand, I'll stand with you on that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right. So for the second half of this discussion, I want to know your predictions. All right. So where do you think this is going to go? What characters would you like to see? And where would you like the storyline to go? Because as much as this movie was exciting and I enjoyed it, um, the storyline of the main character was a little weak for me. Um, I, I personally would like to see his daughter be a new character that comes up from the ranks that earns her place at the table and, and, you know, kind of go there. And, and I'm saying that knowing that you don't go to Mortal Kombat for the screenplay, like that's, 
That's not why we go. Like we, we want it to be a little bit cheesy and they gave us that. Um, but so let's start with Nick first. Where do you want to see it go? Um, and talk a little bit about that. Um, <clears throat> I would like to see, uh, definitely love to see it venture into the, um, uh, the clan wars between um, the Shirayu and the um, somebody's got to help me out with the Lin other Quay? name. Lin Kuei. Yeah, I would love to see like m- not necessarily like most of a movie based off of that, but I would like to get like a little foreshadowing about you know how that whole war came to be, and then just 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 do another annihilation. Just just sprinkle in some Sector and Cyrax, and I'll be happy. <laughs> smoke and yeah. what do you think about like yeah. specific story with with any of the characters that we had in this and is there a specific character that you want to see in the next one like you're just like they've got to have this character um i don't know if it will be a next movie character but if they could put in if we could see like shao Kahn or like maybe quan chi mm-hmm. or something like that or even just like a glimpse of like noob saibot <laughs> Because he's like he's a meme character, and if he was in the next movie, it would be perfect. All right, Steve Izzy. Obviously, Johnny Cage. Uh, you want to see him come in, played by you know whoever. Elaine Moosey would be great. Sean Claude is still alive. Yeah, and the, and the robots <laughs> like Cyrax and Sector and all them. You're saying those, those are great just for like fodder to like get the fatalities out of the way without yeah. like oh it's a human being. I, I mean Baraka. The I mean Baraka and the. Tungarians, I don't. Um, I, oh, yeah. I've been watching a lot of Star Trek. So I don't remember what race they are or whatever. <laughs> Tar- like Tarkatans, Tarkatans. That's it. Yeah. And of course, you know, with Johnny Cage coming in, you get that budding romance with Sonia Blade that leads to their offspring being in the sequels. You know, <laughs> the like Mortal Kombat Ten or whatever we're up to now. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm thinking like honestly, I'm just open to whatever happens in in the rest of the movies. They've already like exceeded my expectations with so i'm happy what i would love to see is them to do like uh what disney's doing with the mcu make some little like little half hour 45 minute dramas and then we can just have like a day in the life of a thunder god we can have some backstory on some of the clans like what's uh what are they up to over in the outer world just just some like little quick tidbits okay. it's like the office but in our world <laughs> oh my gosh mortal Kombat as the office somebody pitched that like somebody Write a letter to someone right now. But only in Outworld. Like, I just like, want the Outworld Kano, characters. It's Kano's turn to come yes. in, right? And right. Just, oh my gosh. All right. How about you, Tracy? <laughs> uh, I'm excited to actually have a tournament. Uh, I was kind of surprised on yeah. this one that we didn't actually get into that at all. But, you know, but I'm with you guys. Get, get some of the robots in here um, just as, as fodder. You could just knock those out quick. Um, I'm interested to see Johnny Cage. I think that that could be a really fun addition, depending on who they cast. Um, I want to see more of Scorpion and uh, and Sub Zero, because, like I said at the beginning, they obviously like Sub Zero has a thing with Scorpion, and I want to know more about that and dive deeper into that. Well, they're both in hell now, right? Right, yeah, Hellboys, Office Combat. <laughs> 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 he put my medallion in jello again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor HR guy. <laughs> uh, 
Um, somebody needs to make this a YouTube series. Like, seriously, <laughs> just do it. Um, okay, so Even I have a, action figures now. <laughs> I have a question, and this goes, you know, to kind of like the canon. Um, and I hate to bring that up, but we're going to um, of the characters. But uh, my best friend, who I went and saw the movie with, he said that one, he loved the movie, but he said one of the things that he didn't love so much is the fact that they made Sub Zero a bad guy. Um, instead of like in the games and in the lore from his knowledge, he said that he's not necessarily a bad guy. Like, but I mean, you have to have sides here. Right. And so what did you guys take, um, when you got, you know, Sub-Zero and you have his whole storyline and everything, was there a part that you didn't like, or did you like the way that it went? Or would you have rather seen it go a different direction? Because I do think Scorpion and Sub-Zero, there's so much more storyline to tell there. And I do hope to see more of that going on. But at any time, do you think that they will be on the same side? I mean, I know like it was like Mortal Kombat 2 or 3, it's the brother of Sub-Zero that's Sub-Zero so and coming back to avenge, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. Scorpion and stuff. So that may kind of tie in later. Mm-hmm. Um, Here's but, yeah, the thing. So Sub-Zero is definitely like, the villain of this movie. In fact, he's the main villain. Oh, yeah. But is he on the, really on the side of evil or is he just trying to finish the first job by ending the bloodline that he apparently didn't finish all those years ago? Right. Is, is, right. This, is he a bad guy in general or is he just that mad at Scorpion? <laughs> well, and I mean, you always in any, you know, movie or or superhero or comic book or whatever, you know, depending on what side you're on, they're both bad guys, depending on what side you're on. They're both their enemies, you know? Um, And so you can kind of see it on both, on both ways, but I guess I just wanted to kind of hear, were you okay that they really just made him the villain of this movie? Did that sit okay with you as a fan? Yeah. Yeah, He's great. Didn't really have (laughs) have an effect on me. I mean, I mean, yeah, in the games, Scorpion's portrayed as, like, the bad guy, you know, because he comes, like, up from hell and stuff like that. But, I mean, it didn't affect me hardly at all that he was, like, that they kind of switched the roles. I thought it was actually kind of cool to to see it switched up like that. Yeah, and I had a question, too, like, just watching it for the second time. Because they go back way in the past, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Robert, like right. was Scorpion the last like Earth Realm person to actually win the tournament because it's like the nine or ten generations later that he's uh, our cats, cats trying to destroy things. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because it's 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 almost going to be ten times in a row, which means that yeah. now you know they take over. You know, so the, for the last nine fights it's been this since before. so yeah so i guess maybe he was the last one to win for earth yeah, and so then like sub-zero is like 300 years old and I, I just don't know how all that works if he's supposed to be human or is he from outworld but, but yeah i, don't, I, don't I think know. he's human and i sort of got the impression he the that he went outworld. to outworld to, yeah. and here's the thing is like maybe we'll find out in the next one did he go to outworld because he wants to be a bad guy or did he go to outworld so that he can keep scorpion from coming back from hell and Shang Tsung's keeping them alive or something. I don't know. I'm assuming these will all be answered in the sequel coming 2022, starring Elaine Moosey as Johnny Cage. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be 2022. We'll see. No. Well, <laughs> and, and Robert brings up a good point. And I get the feeling like Shao Kahn was supposed to be mm-hmm. the big bad villain, but they didn't give that character like really anything to do. 
Oh, he needed much more to do. He's way they too talented to be sitting such, on the sidelines. Right? They, they cast such a great actor. When I right. saw him, I was like freaking out because I was like, okay, you know, S-H-I-T is going to go down. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and then he just kind of like just walks around with his cape and his hairdo. Yeah. Like he doesn't really do a whole lot of anything. Yeah, I wanted I wanted more of him being almost using Sub Zero to to do his dirty deeds, you know, to kind of like manipulate people and be more of a kind of the if you're going to be behind the scenes guy, give me something that tells me that you're the ultimate bad guy or one of the ultimate bad guys. Yeah, you need to be more like Rel Julia's and Bison. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody get the vibe when they're walking into where he's at? Like I got this total like Mad Max vibe, you know, when you see what's her name um, with the oh, Melina. Melina. Melina, Melina, when she's walking up to them and they're all in this like vast, like just blank space of nothing. I was like, this is kind of like Mad Maxi. This is a little. Oh yeah. Well, well, and you know, Humongous Erectus was Ryko, so yeah, that makes sense. That's the character's name. We're keeping it clean. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, here we go. Slow clap, Robert. Slow clap, sir. Robert is on it tonight. Oh, wait, Shao Kahn wasn't in this one. We're talking about Shang Tsung, right? <laughs> yes. Shao Kahn's the could be played by Dave Bautista, I'm assuming. No, in no, the sequel. He's, Shao Kahn's a lion from uh, Jungle Book. Oh, yeah. Good old Shao Kahn. No, Melina is my go to for the video game. Such a bad A. I can't say where's, any of the swear words because Jake gets mad at me. So I'm also where's Kitana? Is she coming into this? Yeah, I, I was waiting um, to see her. So maybe they're not thro- you know they're going to kind of sprinkle the women on us. I don't know. Um, that sounds weird, but yeah. <laughs> it, also fun. it also sounds fun. So Mortal Kombat uh, Two, Lady Combat. Oh, I mean. If you're, if you're sprinkling the women on, I'm I'm, I'm there. <laughs> I think that's what they should call it: Mortal Kombat Two, sprinkling the women on. Uh, Babality. <laughs> I'll see you guys next year for the Mortal Kombat Two sprinkling the women on panel. <laughs> Um, no, it would be really interesting to see her in the next movie and then actually see a good script for the other women um, in this movie. I, you know, we, you know, we had some awesome moments um, from them, but again, I think, you know, they were just kind of background a little bit so that, you know, I mean, they were fighting just as hardcore as the men, which I loved. Like they didn't take it easy. Right. It was, it was just like the game. It doesn't matter, you know, in the game. We'll smash your head in. It doesn't matter if you're a woman or a man. I love that scene. When they smashed the head, I was like, what? Yeah. Nicole's wife saved him. She came in with that accent and was like, forget this. Right? Right? Well, the the thing I'm hoping in the second one is like, this one was so grounded in a lot of ways, um, trying to set it in the real world, kind of embraced the cheesiness. And we we got bits and pieces of that where, like Kano's fatality, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> That's a winner. That's a winner. Um, but I'd, I'd like to see them like loosen up a little bit and have a little bit more fun with it. 
Oh, I think I I have a feeling they will. I think this one was just sort of like, hey, if you have never seen the old movies, if you've never played the game, whatever, we're giving you the introduction. Like, here's a spine. We're not going to do a full spinal column. You know, like, (laughs) we're going to freeze some arms off, but we're not going to show, like, tendons ripping. We're going to ease you into it. By the way, it's like wizard battles and, like, giant monsters. (laughs) And then I have a feeling that, like, two and three, they're like, and we're it. <laughs> yeah, now they're like completely in outworld. You get all the yeah. pit levels. You get the yeah. acid bath. Yeah. You get the portals. By the yeah. way, I love the subtle little things like the different arenas. Yeah, you know they had like the ancient arena where they were yeah. doing their training. They had the ice arena at the end. Like, yeah. you know they had, they had the like junkyard at Cole's house. Like, it was just those so, little subtle things. Wait, you can so teleport them anywhere. <laughs> Boom, they're in the middle of so, like they WrestleMania. Are. 35, whatever they're up to. Yeah, Thunderdome. Walmart, you know, just have them like go from different place to different place. Okay, so we're wrapping up. We're almost done here. So I want you guys, if there's something that you didn't get to say about the movie that you want to say, um, just, you know, take like a minute to say it because we're going to wrap up and we're going to give away our raffle in just a few minutes. Um, And then like, what would you rate this movie um, you know, you can give it a number or a regular grade, um, but just kind of, you know, say whatever you wanted your last like statement about the movie and then kind of grade it. Tracy. Um, I saw a really interesting behind the scenes uh, making of this film and I want to see more um, of it. Cause I, I love the fight choreography, but when they're fighting with Goro, they actually had a stunt man in a blue suit on stilts. And then they had another guy standing in front of them and they had to choreograph their movements to get the forearms for the motion capture. And it's the funniest looking thing. It's two guys in blue suits with giant arms on stilts. And it's, it's fantastic. Um, I I had a lot of fun with this movie. It was very entertaining. Um, I thought it was, was pretty well written. I thought the cinematography was great. I'd go like a B plus on this one. Just entertaining fun. Nice. All right, Stephen, Izzy, you got to take up the same amount of time as one person. Go. Eight out of 10 <laughs> spinal columns. It's super good. They've got room for improvement. Yeah. Okay. I give it a nine out of 10. I really like the, the way it's going with uh, video games. Movies actually trying. I like it. So nice. I support it. Awesome. And Nick. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, there were some parts that I wish could have, like, I have been saying this since the first Mortal Kombat movie, but I guess it's too much to ask for an actual human reptile. Like, we keep getting the yeah. little raptor guy, and I'm like, can we please just get, like, a human reptile that, like, pulls the mask down and does the spit, like, that's what I was hoping. But I, at the same time, I'm like, oh, they kind of are giving you a nod to the old god-awful CGI reptile from 95. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer um, a raptor that can talk. Yeah. That's what I yeah. want to see. That, well, go, go, watch, go watch Super Mario World then. Um, <laughs> okay. Force me. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, I, I liked it all in all. I'd probably give it a... Uh, I wrote a little re- mini review for our Facebook page when it came out, and I gave it a, I gave it an eight out of ten. So I'm gonna nice. stick with that. 
All right. Well, I appreciate you guys so much for doing this panel with me. It was so much fun. Um, I hope you, everybody watching, thank you so much for your comments. It's fun to like do the back and forth and get those comments from you. Hope you enjoyed it. And Steph has something to give away. Yes. Yeah, so we're giving away Watchmen, a graphic novel and a Megaplex gift card. So our winner for that is Erica Startup. Who was Yay. the moderator of last panel? So. Yay, Erica. Um, yeah, thank you guys. That was such a fun panel. Um, like I was telling these guys, we did this kind of Mortal Kombat. We kind of added in last minute, and I'm so glad we did because it was super fun. If you haven't watched it, catch it before it leaves HBO Max. They're not a sponsor, but they can talk to us about that if they want to. So, <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Have a good night. Be sure to check us out tomorrow. We're doing Cast Off. Gosh, I should have the other. And then yeah. we're doing apes. We're doing um, our <laughs> ape movie panel. So we have super fun panels tomorrow. So keep keep checking in and keep watching us. So thanks so much, you guys. Have such a good night. Thank you. Have a good night, everybody. Hey, everybody. Join us for our next Podcart Fest, a celebration of podcasting and art. With so many incredible artists of all kinds being affected by the pandemic and shutting down of festivals in general, uh, we wanted to bring them together to one incredible virtual festival and give you the opportunity to interact with them directly in their virtual booth, uh, witness them demonstrate their marvelous skills on our live stream, show off some of their new products in their shops, and just have a great fun time in general at Podcart Fest. For the latest information, please follow us at Podcart Fest on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Podcart Fest. That's P-O-D-C-A-R-T-F-E-S-T, where you can stay up to date on which podcasters, crafters, actors, painters, directors, creators, and more will be featured. Oh, did I mention it's free? Because Podcart Fest is free. So you can pass that admission fee right along to an artist who needs your help in these desperate times and have a bunch of fun with some amazing personalities while getting some unique gifts and art for yourself or a loved one. Uh, see you soon at Podcart Fest, hosted by Everything I Learned from Movies. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Did you ever go on vacation with your family and hope the dance instructor would fall in love with you? No, but I did think a guy with a giant boombox playing Peter Gabriel outside my window in the middle of the night meant true and undying love. Listen to our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, where we revisit these movies and it turns out they weren't the best ideas. What were we thinking? You can find our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. You can also tweet at us at H-E-A-M-C-A-S-T, Heemcast. Hi, this is Ernie Hudson, Winston Zedmore from Ghostbusters, from Oz, The Hand That Rocks, The Cradle, The Crow, Grayson, Frankie, uh, Monroe Kelly, and Congo. You're a great white hunter, though I happen to be black. Steve, Izzy, just want to give you a shout out and let you know to someone that you are truly loved and appreciated, because you truly are amazing. If anyone has the tools and the talent, it's you. <laughs> just keep having fun, stay healthy, safe, and of course, always, keep on busting. Hello, 
everybody, and welcome to night two of Utah Remote Con 2. Uh, I am Jake with Movies That Make Us and Stolen Droids Podcast. We're really glad that you're here, and we hope you're enjoying the show. Hopefully you caught uh, Cast Off uh, with Craig Price uh, and Movies That Make Us. We all squared off against each other. Tracy came out victorious, and as a result, he gets to be on this panel tonight talking about eight movies. That is his grand prize for winning the Cast Off tonight. Now, if you are new to Utah Remote Con, welcome. Um, we are raising money for... JDRF Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. If you would like to donate, you can donate at givebutter.com slash utahremotecon2. You can see uh, that address down below. It's also in the description of our videos here. Uh, we are also raffling off prizes. To get a raffle ticket, you just simply go to donate and you buy tickets. Uh, we did have some prizes uh, for the last, uh, for cast off, and I want to announce a winner um, for that. We are giving away for for cast off, we are giving away a level one geek t-shirt and a noob mama sticker. And our winner for that was Marley Haywood. So congratulations, Marley, on the win. Uh, we will get your information and get those prizes to you. We have some prizes tonight for eight movies. So you can win these great prizes. Uh, fittingly, we have a Bigfoot or a Sasquatch air freshener, I believe is what we're looking at here, and a $10 gift card to Mountain Donuts, which are some tasty donuts up in Ogden. So those are some great prizes. Go buy some raffle tickets. We will announce a winner at the end of this panel, but I don't want to waste any more time because you didn't come here to listen to me. You came here to listen to Steve and Izzy, Tracy and Craig as they talk about eight movies. So I'm going to bring them all on here and then I'm going to disappear. And Steve, it's all you, man. Yay. Thank you, Jake. <laughs> Gentlemen, welcome. Woo! Hey, by the way, by the way, Seriously, guys, like uh, Mountain Donuts, some of the best donuts I've ever had. And I like to think of myself as a uh, donut connoisseur. You don't get a body like this not eating donuts. <laughs> so <laughs> jump also, on that. <laughs> and before we start talking about apes, I also want to throw a little shout out, a, a little, um, I guess, a present for everybody out there. If you go to givebutter.com slash Utah Remote Con 2 and mm. pledge $50 or more under everything I learned from movies, I will make you a nice little pet portrait. You may think, but Steve, you're not the artist in the family. Oh, he is. Uh, this recent pet portrait oh, I made for somebody yeah. would beg to differ. Uh, let's see. Oh, here's another example. I can get the glare off of there. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. I'm impressed. There's plenty more fun options there, but that's yeah. givebutter.com slash Utah Remote Con 2. Give some, get some of Steve's amazing pet portraits. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and of course, we're with everything I learned from movies, all the major podcatchers. You hear me talk about it all the time if you know me in <laughs> <What>? any way. <laughs> if you've ever listened to a podcast, we've ever been here. <laughs> <laughs> but there are Not also even... other podcasters here with us. <laughs> uh, let's let's start with this guy down here. Uh, Craig, uh, who are you? <laughs> well, I guess now that I'm part of the Stolen Droids family, I have to go with the Stolen Droids situation first. And so I am uh, with the Monday Morning Memory Wipe. It's a brand new show that just started. Our, we had our second episode yesterday. It's kind of a recap show and also it projects a little bit on the week ahead. So uh, there's so much crap out there. It's hard to remember. So you don't have to. We'll let us remember for you. So just go to the show, watch the show. And if we didn't talk about it, you don't need to remember it. <laughs> excellent excellent and uh tracy what's mitnu uh movies that make us uh i'm a co-host with jake and with val cameron and we talk about movies that we love that make us who we are and uh ones that we enjoy talking about we try and be real positive and upbeat about them except excellent. for the snyder cut except for the <laughs> snyder cut 
Yep. <laughs> That's another panel for another time. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> gonna, I'm gonna I just stand. remember that one being horribly negative. But anyways, go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to stand by if you cut out all the slow-mo and you cut out all of the uh, musical montages, including women singing, it's like a 45-minute movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's a like long SVU se- se- uh, episode. <laughs> Excellent. Well, uh, me and Izzy, we talk a lot about eight movies on Yo, yeah. everything I learned from movies. It just kind of worked out that way. It's like Nicolas Cage, Jean Claude Van Damme, and monkey movies. Occasionally bears. You know, it's a lot. You're being repetitive. We watch a lot of bear movies. <laughs> <laughs> they just pop up in the good ones. It's weird. But we noticed some trends in eight movies, uh, beginning with you know the dawn of cinema 1930s i know it's not really the dawn but you get the idea with like you know king kong you have the giant ape movies and then it's like every 20 years or so there seems to be a cycle with like the different kinds of these movies Where like in the 50s it was like mighty joe young 70s it was king kong again early 2000s etc well and then they they kind of Band the spectrum like we either completely fear apes and it's like a horror movie like Shockma where it's a baboon trying to murder D&D players or it's like we have this reference from like Mighty Joe Young where it's like the gentle giant or the road trip buddy like any which way but loose yeah, <laughs> there you go and then there's like the, the planet of the apes which of course is just an incredible journey um, and, and, but that's more like apes are people too or like, it's really more of like an allegory for I don't know racism elite, elitism all that kind of stuff depending on the version you're looking at by the at. way everybody do yourself a favor and watch all of the old ones the sequels too the sequels get a bad rap but holy cow they they do hold up yeah especially like content wise yeah and they got Ricardo Montalban so you can't go wrong <laughs> so and then uh, of course there's also like jungle movies like you know, movies based on the Jungle Book that you can currently enjoy us talking about or read everything I learned from movies during May Glee. <gasps> or Tarzan movies like we'll be talking about next month in Welcome to the Jungle. Uh, but That's gentlemen... Uh, segue. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, Tracy, uh, do you have a favorite kind of ape movie or a favorite specific ape movie? You know, I've really, really, really enjoyed the the remake of The Planet of the Apes. I like the originals too. Um, I thought the the remakes with Matt Reeves directing um, were super interesting, really, wi- really well done. Um, I loved Andy Serkis um, and his character in the motion capture. But I, I'm a sucker, too, for old, like, 1950s uh, monster movies. And and you got stuff like Bella Lugosi meets a Brooklyn gorilla. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's more comedy than sci-fi horror, but still, you know. Um so yeah, I, 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 one of my mom's favorite movies growing up was Any Which Way But Loose. So with Clint Eastwood, so it was a very nice. I was going to keep that little nugget, and then Izzy just jumped right on it. <laughs> well, the the first movie to have a ten million dollar plus opening weekend, so it's a record breaker. Oh, oh, and uh, what beat it? Well, like the next weekend was that Star Wars. Oh no! Yeah, it was like no, no. the the year after Star Wars. Or the year yeah, after yeah, Star Wars. yeah, yeah. No, or, it's, it's, or the following year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking seventy eight, seventy nine. It's got to be because I loved those movies uh, when I was growing up. They were on HBO on rotation, and you know, Ruth Gordon just constantly swearing, which I will not do. But <laughs> the, just the way she talks about the monkey is fan, is just wonderful. Uh, just, and then you know, and then all he does is every once in a while non consensual kisses. He gives her, and then 
right turn, Clyde. I mean, that's how we used to say that as we drove down the street. My dad would say that to us. <laughs> yeah, I, I realized my parents used to say that too, and I had no I, no context. Where I'm like, who's Clyde? Are we are we talking about Walt Frazier? What, what what's going on? So you didn't grow up with that movie? No, of course not. I don't oh, you were sheltered. Oh, I yeah, guess. Thing. You know, okay. silly me is a four-year-old watching, you know, never-ending story and Revenge of the Nerds, I guess. <laughs> I did yeah, that Revenge well. of the Nerds is awful. Yeah. <laughs> to a four-year-old? Who knows? I mean, it's... <laughs> but see, we're not talking just gorillas. We're talking apes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. So, so right, Craig, right. is uh, Any Which Way Baloo's your favorite? Or Oh, no, I also am a big fan of the uh, Matt Reeves remakes um i do like the new kongs that they've got going on i mean kong sky island is a fun movie um and it's just what you want a big monkey well i'm sorry ape he's not a monkey monkeys have tails apes do not um but a a big monkey smashing things up going crazy and yeah i think i was the only one of my friends that was team king kong because everybody else was team godzilla and i'm like he's just a cold-blooded lizard i want I want, the, I want to see one of my cousins beat the crap out of some leatherback idiot. It was great. I loved it. Hey, I let, we're King Kong that. over here, so we got <laughs> yeah, it. Axe, it was amazing. Oh. Yeah, to be fair, like on paper, Coco and her kitten versus a like a nuclear reactor. Like <laughs> <laughs> you got to cheer for the underdog. all in the brains. It's all in the brains. Oh, oh, trust me, in Godzilla vs. Kong, when Kong started using sign language, I was like, Amy, want raindrop drink? (laughs) (laughs) Steve, what's your favorite ape movie? (laughs) Oh, Congo. All day, every day, Congo. I mean, I I specifically like, yeah, was it Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, the second one in the new trilogy? Just because you have Koba with a machine gun on top of a tank there. Which is one of his favorite scenes of all time. Like, you can watch that on a loop like a four-year-old. Absolutely. Oh, we all can. That's great. Oh, yeah. It's it's one of the few times me and Steve agree on some of the special effects stuff. Because usually he's like, yeah, I like to see Hercules fight a bear. And I'm like, no, I don't really want to see that. And then he throws the bear (laughs) into space and it becomes Ursa Major. But I do want to see... A chimpanzee mow people down with a, a 50 caliber machine gun on top yeah. of a Humvee. We all want to see mm-hmm. that. Apes on horseback with swords? Yes, please. <laughs> and of course, Congo, I just like somebody in a monkey outfit doing sign language and uh, Stan Winston doing a bunch of albino killer gorillas that basically get cut out of the movie. <laughs> and the then narrated essentially by Ernie Hudson. Oh, of course. I mean, <laughs> the great <thing. laughs> The one thing I remember from it, because I was uh, I was living in Houston at the time, uh, and they come over that hill where it says Houston, and the mountains are in the background. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. That's not Houston. <laughs> it's not, no, no mountains at all. Yeah, the, the home of Trabacon, <laughs> just outside of Boulder, apparently. <laughs> How about you, babe? Do you have a favorite uh, ape movie? Oh, I mean, they're all great, but I won't lie. I grew up with uh, Monkey Trouble and Dunstan Checks In. I didn't own them, but the daycare that I was at had them, like, in regular rotation. And um, I've seen Monkey Trouble. It's about a little girl who finds a monkey, um, and the monkey was trying to steal by, it turns out, Harvey Keitel pretending to be a gypsy. (laughs) Um, Yeah. The monkey gets in trouble? Monkey causes trouble, and then Harvey Keitel and a, a little girl are uh, at odds for the whole movie. 
<laughs> if you haven't seen it, guys, it's no, a treat. It is, it is so 90s. Like, it'll make your head spin. It's fantastic. And, of course, Dunstan checks in. Jason Alexander mm-hmm. and a monkey in a hotel. Like, yeah, what could go wrong? I, I mean, uh, yeah, we've yeah, all been there. I've checked into hotels. Half of them are run by orangutans. So it's, it makes perfect <laughs> sense. Excellent. Um, and so, yeah, have any of you guys ever, like, you guys have like zoo memberships and like go to actually see animals in the wild, like you know apes and whatnot in the wild. Yeah, there we yeah, go. Yeah, I was yeah. saying, no, Craig's got a special place in his heart for the apes. And yeah, how, how did that how um, did that come about? Um, well, in Houston, they had a baby uh, orangutan, and um, we went to the zoo to see the baby, and it's so cute, and they're so wonderful, and so. We it was just like going to see the a little baby orangutan constantly, and then I started to take some photographs, and then I was traveling around the country for my job, and I'd get there a day early with nothing to do, so I'd go to the zoo, and and uh, it beca- I became involved with a lot more of the orangutan rescue organizations. Um, uh, I've sold artwork and my some of my photographs of chimpanzees and things like that to to people to raise funds. So I, I just think that. They're the closest things we've got to relatives, and they are horribly ex- getting become horribly extinct. They're horribly endangered, uh, and most of it because of us. So it's just something that uh, I, I I feel passionately about because uh, we're the ones that are causing most of their demise by um, making them Hollywood stars, and then they get in that lifestyle. No, I don't. I do not like that. I'll be honest with you. I I do like the fact that we're getting more CGI you know, gorillas and orangutans, but no, they, they get Ebola just like we do. They get the flu just like we do. And when people go and visit them and they have these tours and stuff, they get sick and they get COVID just like we do. So it's one of these things where if we just left them alone, would they get sick? Probably, but not as bad and not as often. Uh, We're definitely causing more of their problems. Plus we, in Borneo, we just cut down all of their habitat and the orangutans are desperately in trouble. Yes. Definitely. Well, that's yeah. the fun side. Let's go talk about something yes. else. More <laughs> try if you if you guys out there want to protect the orangutans, uh, try and cut palm oil out of your diet. It only comes yeah. from more mature uh, palm trees. They cut them down and kill off all the orangutans and the pygmy elephants. There's pygmy elephants, guys, and they oh. kill them off too because that's their habitat. So, well, they'll uh, they'll take the baby orangutans and they'll kill the moms, but they'll sell the baby orangutans to you know, the animal underworld, because they they make great pets. All of these chimps and everything, they all make great pets until they're about four. And then they rip your face off and go for the genitals. So, so gentlemen, I have to ask, because I didn't know about this until a year ago. Have you ever heard of a movie called Link from the, like, 1985, 86? Sure. Like yeah, yeah. yeah I, I hadn't heard of this movie, but uh, you, you mentioned him, like, taking a... <laughs> Taking in a baby, uh, and I think it's a chimpanzee it's a chim- in that movie, yeah. and yeah. basically raising it as a butler. It's Terrence Stamp and uh, a very fetching Elizabeth, Elizabeth Shue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Had I known this movie existed, I would have had yeah. all the versions. I'm right there with you. Nudity, you say? Elizabeth <laughs> Shue? I'm in. Hello. And an ape? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, good luck finding it anywhere. We had to get one of the uh, nice little, uh, you know, DVDs online kind of thing. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Totally legitimate yeah. from Canada. Mm-hmm. May have still had the TBS commercials attached. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, 
I, I'm kind of a sucker for like the uh, killer ape kind of horror movies and stuff. Obviously, <laughs> like that, like Shockma, uh, even the ones like in the fifties, like. Uh, was it like the ape man or um, there were a bunch of them where it was just like a guy in a grill outfit or the ape, <laughs> right. you know. conga. Oh yeah. Conga. Yeah. With uh, Michael go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so guys, there's a movie called conga. It's from the fifties. Uh, obviously just trying to play off of King Kong. It's fantastic. It's about a guy who has a, a really cute little, little baby chimp uh, and he injects it named Conga, and he, uh, he injects it full of all kinds of growth serums and eventually it spoiler alert, gets big and destroys London. <laughs> and this scientist is played by Michael Goth, a.k.a. Alfred from the Tim Burton Batman movies, <laughs> but it's like 1961 or something like that. Yep. So, so he's okay. a sex symbol. I've, you know. I've heard this. I haven't seen it. i got to check this out. I believe it's currently streaming on Amazon Prime. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. well, so is Lamageddon. They, they they have a lot of weird things on Amazon. <laughs> it's no rubber. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> yeah, Tubi's basically like, "What? You're not picked up by any other service? Sold. <laughs> we'll take it." <laughs> and he's on the dollar. Uh, good old Nicholas Cage movies abound, but. <laughs> What does the future of ape movies hold? I mean, you kind of mentioned with the CGI versus, you know, animal, you know, trained animals and hello cat. Um, <laughs> uh, but what, what, what do you think is the next subgenre of ape movie that'll be coming along? Uh, let's go with Tracy first. We have an interview. <laughs> you know, I, I think with the success with Kong uh, versus Godzilla, I think I, you know, you've got um, Rampage from a couple of years ago with The Rock. Um, based on the classic arcade game. Um, I, I, there's something great about a giant gorilla attacking stuff. I mean, it's a classic tried and true. Um, I, I, uh, <laughs> oh, agrees. Agrees. Yeah. <laughs> I was a huge fan of rampage and anything, the rock. So, yeah. um, and yeah, as much as Hollywood reboots itself, I don't think it'll be too long before we get another planet of the apes remake. I thought she was complaining about not another remake. Why can't they just make a sequel? It's been like five years. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Greg? Um, I think we're going to see more of the the ape as champion or as friend. Um, I don't mm -hmm. think you're going to see as many of these horror movies where the chimp or the gorilla or whatever is the bad guy. Uh, right. If it is, it's going to be another. There's going to be obviously going to be a good one somewhere as well. So I think there's always going to be that. I think we're starting to realize as society that hey, these guys are pretty cool. Um, like Kong, Kong is now he's not a threat to us. He is our he's our buddy. Just right. he's our champion. He fights for us. And so I think you're going to see a lot more of that because that way you can have more interactions with the humans. Um, they don't have to be fighting all the time. You can have funny little interactions and cute things that happen. And people always like to see cute things. I mean, they even made little mini marshmallow uh, Stay puff men for the new movie just because he's cute. So I can see the interactions between the the, the apes and the humans are, are key. And I think you'll see a lot more, more like Ed's. Or more like, uh, you Most know, going eight. Eight. That, that's what yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah, things like that. You're going to see a lot more buddy pictures. There's nothing in the rule book that says that a chimpanzee <laughs> can't play hockey. <laughs> but he's not over 21, so he can't order a beer oh, at the bar. That's right. He's got to go through the draft just like everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh my god, 
Josh. I'm just picturing a chimpanzee like... quarterback now, and that's going to be great, guys. You, really I don't is. think they can do that arm motion, though. That's the problem. I don't think they can do the throwing. I think they, can, they, they have to be a sidearm. They could probably huck it like 80 yards. Arm it. Just got to make sure the knee doesn't touch. I was going to say, the way the NFL is now, you can just throw it any way you want, as long as it gets there. Any which way you can do all sorts of stuff. Yeah. No, it's any which way you can, which is the oh, sequel. sequel. Yeah. <laughs> right, how about you, babe? What do you think about the future of eight movies? Oh, um, it's even rarer than Stephen Craig agreeing, me and Craig agreeing. <laughs> what? I I think that yeah, apes are going to be the uh, they're going to be our ecological like conscience, you know, like oh, you know, here's our little buddy, the ape, and we've just destroyed his home. So how do we like fix this and? Yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to pick different villains. Like that being said, though, I love myself like a a good like monkey shines. Like, hey, this monkey is my helper, and now it wants its revenge. Or That's like, Shaka. and now it's gonna burn down the house with my wife and her new lover. <laughs> yeah, yeah my revenge movies because they obviously mistreated the monkey, and the monkey <laughs> is getting back. It's when like like in Project X, the original, not the whatever that rave movie was the one that came doesn't out in 1987 yeah it doesn't, doesn't exist, exist. It's, it's like the yeah. point break remake it doesn't, doesn't exist, exist. Yeah. we all know the project x you're talking about right with matthew broderick and they're where they're you know they're in a, a facility and they're testing them and he breaks them out and it's that's that i don't like to see because i don't like to I, they mistreat them but i have no problem with the monkey or the ape getting revenge because that's mm-hmm. what we all i want to see a john wick Chimp. Yes. Yeah. I just want to see I it. John Chimp. <laughs> I, I, Chimpwick. We recently rewatched Lawnmower Man, and the first 10 minutes of that is a monkey trying to escape from a facility. I'm like, that's does really... he come back at the end? I don't remember this movie. So, <laughs> but that's what I want to see John Wick as a chimp, just killing and maiming and ripping off faces because they because they're bad guys and they deserve it, not because he's a wild animal. I like it. Yeah, I like it. I would, uh, yeah, I, uh, I've, got, I've got hundreds of these ideas. Yeah, see, I, based on the whole like twenty year cycle and stuff mm-hmm. I was talking about before, yeah, we're definitely due for like a I don't know free Dunstan kind of movie <laughs> where it's like oh, a little girl befriends a monkey and tries to you know ties herself to a tree to protect the environment from the evil palm olive company. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Only to have poop thrown at her constantly by the monkey. Yeah, but uh, guys, I. I also really like killer eight movies and uh i mean the obvious choice is congo 2 the, the next generation <laughs> Amy's revenge yeah yeah where amy comes back and she's been teaching all the gorillas in the barunga region of the congo you got monroe kelly jr played by of course michael b jordan which would be the obvious choice of the love child of ernie hudson and laura linney yeah. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> he hasn't thought about this at all craig, craig agrees but <laughs> Well, but that's that's more of a mini series than a movie. So what I'm yeah Netflix Netflix yeah 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 exactly Netflix is like yeah take the money. But <laughs> but what I really kind of want to see, and I'm I don't want to spoil Spiral for anybody who's really excited <laughs> oh about coming out in a couple of weeks. But <laughs> Craig's already rolling his eyes. I love it. Uh. But if there there's a serial killing monkey, it's also an ode back to like the murders of the Rue Morgue. If that's the twist at the end, I'm in. I don't care. <laughs> it can be done. That's, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I also like like Shockma and yeah, obviously like Monkey Shines. It's just over the top and it's low budget, so it could be done. Netflix, so, give me a call. 
Right. So what's the scariest monkey movie that you've seen, Steve? Which which one really – I mean, because there's stupid ones and then there's some that are really like freaky and they really scream with your head. Yeah, so we just watched Shockma for the first time because I didn't know yeah, it was We keep a bringing thing. it up, and but it's yeah, amazing. And it's basically, yeah, a bunch of like – LARPers in right, in a right. school building that's like locked up. So it's like, you know, trying to escape this. Uh, one of the teachers is doing a live action D and D like with some of the students and who's the teacher. Oh, I forget. Wasn't it Roddy McDowd? I mean, yeah, I think it I was think Roddy, Roddy McDowd. McDowd. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so they're, they're doing a live action D and D experience in, in the school. And it's like certain students are invited. Uh, they also happen to do some animal testing and their male baboon has become too aggressive. So they thought they euthanized him earlier, but somebody got distracted and didn't, didn't give him the second dose. So he comes to <laughs> in the know. middle of the night and the movie itself is pretty boring. Like it's just people screaming in hallways. What's real, what really gets you is this is a real baboon who is literally going ape crazy, like on doors, on equipment and all of that. And like throwing itself up against it, really jarring motions. And it's like, okay, that's kind of frightening. I'm not going to lie. Baboons aren't that big. So when he walks down, like when he runs down these hallways, it's like, this little fluffy thing. And then it's like, oh, he just ripped that door off its hinges. And he's like 45 pounds. Oh, that guy has no face now. Or, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) No, baboons can be pretty vicious because uh, you'll see in, uh, in movies once in a while, like an African drug lord will have like a, ba- a, a baboon on a, a chain as one of their right. – that's almost like in The Walking Dead where the guy had the tiger, right? Yeah. It's, but yeah. they're, they're not small. I mean yeah, they're not gorillas, of course. Yeah. But when you see them and then they yawn and they've got you know, yeah. incisors <laughs> like that long, it's like, wow. Uh, I, I hope I do not have any bananas in my pocket because I am not happy to see them. <laughs> Tracy, I we we got so excited all that. Did we ask you what you thought the the future of eight movies were and what your yeah. your scary movies were? Okay, excellent. I just want to make sure. I, a, I don't know if I have a really good scary one. Um, I'd have to think of that. I mean, the, like the fifties ones are so cheesy, but they're they're bad fun. You know, yeah. uh, I don't know if I would if I have one off the top of my head. I'll think on that. Nice. Excellent. How about you, Craig? Do you have a movie that scared you with apes? Uh, not really, because I didn't watch those movies. But there's a movie called Blood Monkey that I'm looking at right now. And yeah, F. Murray Abraham. You F. can hear about Abraham. it on everything right. movies. <laughs> Oscar winner F. Murray Abraham is in there. And so uh, you guys have covered that one? Yeah. I recommend watching it for free. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Because uh, how, how bad is it? Pluto TV. Oh, it's basically. Um, did they go to space or no? That was the uh, the bear one. Yeah, no, no. Watched, Blood right? Monkey's the one where uh, he gets the college students out That's into the right. middle of the jungle where even the natives won't go, and uh, there is a an isolated section. Like you basically have to fall into a crevice and and to get in there, and it's like all these plants nobody's ever seen before, and there's sort of subspecies of different creatures nobody's ever seen, including a subspecies of killer apes. Yeah, because I, I know that she's uh, uh, like pulled out of an outhouse and dragged away into the jungle. Yeah. That's, that, that's always a good place to steal somebody's when they're right in the middle of a squat. Because yeah. yeah. if you're going to – I mean you're, you're already at the spot where what's naturally going to happen is going to happen anyway. So that's probably the best place to be scared. That's a good point. I mean you know, easier cleanup. Yeah. Ah, oh, thank God I was here. <laughs> 
And I also like, okay, so I know they're not uh, technically apes, they're monkeys and stuff, but like with like the Ace Ventura movies and stuff like that, the, what are the, the Reese's monkeys or? Capuchin. No, the Cap- Capuchins. Capuchins. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I was about to say Sh- Shia LaBeouf in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is the scariest scene I've ever had with monkeys in it. Yeah. And it was mostly because of Shia LaBeouf, because he scares me more than those CGI monkeys do. <laughs> Nobody likes Shia Nope. Shia LaBeouf? Shia LaBeouf. Shia Boof, yes. I'm not going to lie. That's what I thought it was until like two years ago. So. Shia? <laughs> I went to Google He's... him and I'm like, why can't I find Shia LaBeouf? <laughs> At least he wasn't a uh, Sheila. Sheila Boof. <laughs> Good old Sheila B. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a capuchin in uh, Monkey Trouble that's the main monkey. Yeah, yeah true, true. Uh, and don't forget the capuchin in uh, Capuchins in the uh, Raiders Lost Ark, the little Heil Hitler Nazi monkey. Wow. That's right. Well, <laughs> right. <laughs> and of course, uh, we we haven't mentioned one very important movie that <gasps> basically swayed an election, Bedtime for Bonzo starring former president Ronald Reagan. Have any of you guys actually seen that movie? I haven't, but no, I have not. I have heard of it. I have not watched that one. Yeah. I I assume it's horrible, but you know, my mom used to tell me and my sister, it was bedtime for Bonzo's when, when it was bedtime, but yeah, yeah, never saw it. But did you, you guys are too young, but uh, Tracy, did you watch uh, BJ and the bear when you were a kid? (laughs) No, I didn't see that one. So that was a trucker and his uh, chimpanzee, companion uh on tv it was a television show it's kind of like the hulk except the hulk was ah. a monkey and and they didn't really do any he didn't turn into anything else it was just kind of a weird little i'm a trucker with a chimp <laughs> with, with a chimp named bear <laughs> yes right. yes yeah, so it, it was just a handle like smoking and the bear and you know and uh okay. you know smoking the bandit it's just kind of his handle bj and the bear that's kind of what it was he was a chimpanzee to just get off topic for a second, the snowman and Smokey and the Bandit, that's cocaine, right? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, exactly yeah. what he's hauling. It wasn't cores. That's a, they weren't getting cores from Texarkana. They were getting high-grade cocaine from Columbia. <laughs> right. Why would they need to transport Coca-Cola over state lines? Don't worry about it. Just uh, It's cores. It's cores. We got a sponsor. It's good. Why do you think they need to, I need, I need to go fast? Yeah. You need to go fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of powder donuts in the back there. <laughs> All right. Are there any other like like dream movies you would like to see with apes, like recast gone, as apes? I want to see like Gone with the Wind with apes. Yeah, right. <laughs> now that we can do CGI, I'd like I to mean, see like, the John whole Wick, so, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do we need an ape see you? Yes, an superhero movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. I would be down for that. Absolutely, Marvel. Get on that. There, there you go. There's a Doctor Strange they, movie. They, he can go to Avengers. A, yeah. Oh, wow. he, go, he goes to a dimension they where they did an Ape Avengers one. They did. I, I I think they did an alternate universe Ape Avengers. Um, let me look it up for you. But yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure they did. Frost Avengers. Wait, so. Wasn't Powderpuff Girls like a the ape with the brain? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. Marvel Apes is called. Uh, I wish I could show you the pictures because it's Captain America, uh, Thor. They even have an Iron Ape. Yeah, uh, it's, Let's yeah, it's it pretty cool. I know Disney Plus. Plus. What well, if yeah. I, I, that's that's an animated what if episode just waiting to happen? What if the yeah. Avengers were apes? 
<laughs> I'm in. <laughs> maybe a, maybe an Indiana Jones reboot with apes. Oh, that, I don't know. Maybe honest. that's what Mads Mikkelsen's playing in, in Indiana Jones 5. He's playing an ape. He's the zookeeper. <gasps> but isn't there in Flash they have a like a psychic gorilla? Gorilla yeah, yeah, I thought there was like one that uses like mind control or something yep. like that. Grog so. or something like that. Gorilla Grood. Yeah. Grood. Oh, hey, there we go. Woo, we got some Marvel Abe. There you go. See, oh, look at that. Wow, Wolverine is frightening. Wolverine looks like he looks oh, like Shockman wow. from Shockman. Yeah. <laughs> and those are not the same apes I saw. Like right next to it is another one of all gorillas, and it was pretty cool. And then. Uh, yeah, those are. That's, that's, that's why wouldn't cool. you read that, right? With Chris Evans as Captain Silverback. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so he's playing the old Captain Silverback. The, the old Captain Silver. Yeah, yeah. Silver. yeah, yeah. It's it's not just in the tufts. It's all silver all the way back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's get Ryan Johnson to direct it. Oh, so who directed? Sorry, Ryan Ryan Johnson. Oh, right, man. man. Starring Andy Circus. Wait, yes, <laughs> Andy Circus in all of the vocab. Yeah. Andy Circus, director of Venom. Then there will be Carnage, or whatever it's called. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He is Ed Mowgli. The coming soon. Yeah. Coming soon to our podcast. <laughs> so, okay, you you brought it up. The Venom. There will be Carnage trailer. Predictions. Expectations. It's going to be a hot mess. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. the The first one was moderately watchable, mostly just because um, Tom Hardy was just so over the top and just went crazy for it. He he went Nicolas Cage, if you will, um, mm-hmm. on that role. But I don't know. That trailer didn't do much for me. Venom uh, and making breakfast. Um, mm. I think it does more for Tom Hardy than it does for anything else. Cause I, yeah. I think, I think us watching Tom Hardy act like an idiot, like he did in the first one. And it's all of a sudden, he's not this brooding, serious actor. He's just another guy. He's just another actor. And it's like, Oh, he can be fun. He was good in the first. I mean, the movie was garbage, but Tom Hardy was great. And I think the mm-hmm. same thing. I think, I think it's just a, a way for him to rehab his image to where the point where people are like, Oh, I, Tom Hardy. I like him. He's cool. Where, yeah. where I think before this, it was more like Tom Hardy. Ooh, he was he's something wrong with him. Yeah, well, now you can see crazy Woody Harrelson. So yeah. Woody Harrelson's yeah. always crazy with, with, with you know Ronald McDonald hair going on. Yeah. At least he got rid of that wig. Or at least I'm gonna, got a wig. I'm gonna defend the first one. I enjoyed it. I don't know what you guys wanted out of it. It was fun, yeah. and it was much better than its trailer. Its trailer was hot garbage, True. and I was like, oh no, they're gonna ruin Venom. And I had a bunch of friends who were super into the Venom comic books and we're like, no. And then it ended up being a fun movie. It's a fun movie. And so I'm hoping it'll be similar for the second one. We're just the, the trailer is, what is he is singing that. in the trailer? He's, isn't uh, he's singing what something while they, no, that's the song they play after. I want to sing something while they make breakfast. But he's yeah. making breakfast. Yeah. So was he singing, babe? Oh, oh, oh you guys, you have, you have failed me. We need to bring that <laughs> I watched it almost once. Look, I almost this is made a, it all the way through. Look, the this is an ape panel, not a venom yeah. panel. So back to the apes. Uh, if they were going to do, so we were talking about that. We all like a. We're we're probably going to see more eco friendly, more ape friendly, ape knowledgeable movies coming. Mm-hmm. If we have a good vengeance movie, is there a type of primate you would like to hook to like star getting its vengeance on the people who've done it wrong? 
Well, Greg, let's see it. Oh no! I mean, orangutans are just too sweet and nice. They're not. They're they're more of the uh, mentors. That's why they're always. They don't really fight too much. Um, you you want to see an orangutan death wish? No, I want to see like a spider monkey or a gibbon. I want to see a gibbon Ooh, go crazy. Because they can shoot they, with their tail, I think. Because <laughs> gibbons are the only ones that are called lesser apes, which means they've been insulted by their just by their. Genus, because there, there's no other lesser apes. Because you think, oh, there must be a bunch of others. Nope, just gibbons. They're just called lesser apes. But they got such long, weird little arms, and their faces are so cute um, that I want to see them. Like, oh, look how cute! And they, he can like ra- snatch people from like ten feet away. <laughs> Is it, they're called lesser apes because they have that long, like prehensile tail. It's like it's the best of both worlds. I know it's, it's a greater ape. Is you have to ask me? Right? But yeah, Tracy, uh, any type um, of primate for your. Ape Vengeance film? If I'm going Ape Vengeance, uh, I, I love the idea of the John Wick. Um, I'd go with like a Howler Monkey. Those things, when mm-hmm. they just, the mouths get so wide, that would be terrifying as all, yeah. Oh, plus you got the scene where like the, the bad guys are like in a dark alley somewhere and all of a sudden they hear, Right. By the way, guys, uh, if you've never seen or heard Howler Monkeys in real life, if you get a chance to go up to the San Francisco Zoo, they have a wonderful, wonderful family of them. And I know the main male passed away a couple of years ago, but I'm sure one of his sons has taken over. And good Lord, you could be like 10 miles away and you can hear them going off. <laughs> it we is were, uh, intimidating. We went to a yeah, we went to a Costa Rican sanctuary for howler monkeys and oh, cool. yeah you can hear them before you see them they're woo, 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 woo. it's like just crazy and and lions are super loud you you oh, think yeah. that they're not but then when you hear them in the first thing in the morning and and in houston they're in the middle of downtown in the medical center area and all of a sudden you hear this loud roar it's kind of <laughs> especially if you live in a like a town home near there you're like what the <laughs> is that it right <laughs> steve is there a species of primate you would like uh, I would like to see a lemur go on a rampage, like yeah! just the big old eyes, middle of the night, you know, just popping up. I don't know, like are you over thinking bush babies or like lemurs with the stripy tails, like Madagascar? You've yeah, got like to Madagascar. move it, yeah, move yeah. it. You've yeah. got to move it, move it, and then they... or whatever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you got the voice picked out. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Ma- Madagascar back for revenge. Yeah, <laughs> this time it's personal. <laughs> just go, goes to Central Park and just one by one. <laughs> I'm torn between like I would love to see something with like an Emperor Tamarin, just a little tiny guy with a big mustache, <laughs> big tops, yeah. but he's got angry vengeance. Yeah. Um, or I did uh, when I was in high school. I did work at a sanctuary zoo, and we had two macaques there that uh, were tested positive for Hep C. Uh, they do not actually experience any symptoms, but they can give it to you when they fling their poop at you. And it turns out macaques love to sl- fling poop. Macaques so are have- like the best uh, species for scientific research because they're like generic. It's like the yeah. generic monkey is the macaque. So if you want a like a control, you can just let's do it. And that's they and they are all just <laughs> infected with all kinds of stuff. Poor guys. There's a whole oh. island in South Carolina full of them. Oh yeah, South and Carolina. They are yep. insanely athletic. I mean, pretty much all primates are. But like, I just watching these two like move around, total nutso. And just when they're mad, whew, yeah. Oh, that they're just teeth and claws. <laughs> I think the creepiest one is the if you've ever seen uh, 
his dark materials on HBO. They're called the these snub nose ones that they, they look like they don't have a nose. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. They're, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. creepy looking. Oh, they That's look like Michael Jackson thing. in the last couple of days. It was just. Oof. Or what are the ones with the the big nose that are like almost drape over their mouth a little bit? Columbus monkeys. Columbus, Col- yeah, yeah. Columbus monkeys or something like that. Columbia. Yeah, yeah. The, the Jimmy Durante ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my darling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, we need more variety. Like, I love watching the chimps on film. They're fantastic. Love seeing orangutans on film, gorillas. But I think what we're saying here, we want more variety, yeah, right? More diversity. diversity. More diversity in eight movies. Of course. Diversity so. is key right now. It's not always That's chimps it. and silverbacks. <laughs> <laughs> that we want weird. equal ape you know representation. We need? we need a good uh, zoo break movie with apes. Oh, yes. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like a total It'd be like Jungles yeah. 11. Yes. Yes, Jungles 11. <laughs> All right, guys, hear me out. We just finished watching Oz. <laughs> it's basically Oz, but with apes. It's just called Zoo. You just switch it around. See? <laughs> HBO. Call us. And just Dude, in case anybody, we're not talking Wizard of Oz. We're, oh, no, we're no, talking. No. We're talking <laughs> Dean Winters. A lot of, a lot of hanging. Yeah, Oz. <laughs> yeah, I think we lost our last viewer. Yeah. Oh no! Back in control. Do we have access to any chat boards? We can do whatever we want. All right, oh, people in the chat, hit us up with what you want to see in eight movies. I'll pull you up on my phone here. Yeah. I'm my, my wife has been commenting. I didn't even see this little comment section oh. over here. So she was talking about Ape-tober, and uh, she likes Congo. Excellent. Um, you know, and she's a big monkey shine. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Heather. Yeah. So, yes, I, I, <laughs> so. I, people have been actually been – I just didn't realize that because I'm not in charge here. Hey, Facebook user is still here! Facebook user for the win! (laughs) Yes, anonymous! And remember, givebutter.com slash Utah Remote Con 2. Everything I learned from movies, $50 or more. I'll make you an amazing pet pet portrait. portrait. Let's see some more of these wonderful things. (laughs) Is Craig sponsored by Arnold Palmer Lemonade? (laughs) No, but I could be. (laughs) All it takes is one phone call. It's surprisingly low. Here's uh, oh, the some cameras. Okay, I see. All right. Yeah. See all three of them. You see Cameron, Poe, and Pickles. In the Those middle. are our kitties, Mr. Pickles Cage. Uh, and then the twins, Cameron and Poe. Yes, named after Nicholas Cage's character. See, there's that's how much I love this is my uh that's my uh cover. Oh like yeah. All right. Now so Steve, I think we got a little bit have to do one of these drawings in ape format, you know. Yes, yeah. that's just it. If you don't have a pet, or if you just don't want a pet, pet picture of your pet, Steve can definitely draw apes. I'll draw apes, uh, pandas. They'll draw the the ape CU for whatever. you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you want Wolverine as a baboon, fifty dollars is all it costs. No, I, I want the cost Emperor Tamarin. I want the Emperor Tamarin as Wolverine because I do love the little mustaches. Oh, they're so good. Emperor <laughs> Mandarin. I, mean, I like that. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. We've been caught. Jesus, the fuzz. 
this has been so much fun to listen to. There were multiple points where I thought maybe I should jump in and stop this before it goes too far. <laughs> Cocaine. You know, it's Frank's over here hiling apes. I, mean, I don't know what's happening. It's a legitimate monkey being a Nazi ape in Raiders of the Lost Ark, the perfect movie. It's yeah. a movie and reference. And I say it's perfect. Movie podcasts. And yeah, I would say it's a perfect Mr. movie Sophia. because of the Nazi apes. Guys, go on down, Mistress of the Apes. Oh, yeah, we didn't bring up Mystery of the Apes because there's no apes in it. <laughs> but, but there are mistresses. Still check it out. It's All right. weird. <laughs> no, that's, this this even, is top notch. The little capuchin even says Heil Hitler in Monkey. Even, he does the little thing, and it's great. It is What does he say? I can't do it again. He does the little... It's it's the guy who did Apu in Abu in uh, Aladdin also voiced the monkey in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, Peter Walker, nice. Yes. He does a little high right. Hitler. Uh, Jake, we didn't get... Uh, your what, What's your favorite ape movie? Wow. Or favorite kind, even. I think my favorite ape movie would probably be Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Mm, and that series excellent. is really good. Really yeah. well done. Andy Serkis does a great job as an ape. I do feel bad though because I do feel like apes should play apes in movies. Like, there's plenty of ape actors out there. They should not the no. screen. No. no, that's the problem. Okay, they're only the that's the whole problem. I again, we don't need any more animals being abused to okay. to do this. That's why yeah. we have CGI. It's great. Plus, it sounds like you want to take a job away from a hard working American. Well, yeah, Craig, you're taking a job. Craig, Craig, eight, Craig just so. wants to get these monkeys high on cocaine. On. <laughs> is Andy Circus American? I thought he was no, British. There's other apes in that movie. Well, he's I, the okay. star, and then the then there's hardworking regular apes. You know, say, so wasn't Judy Greer one of the one of the apes? Yes, yeah. Judy Greer, America's sweetheart, Judy Greer, and she'd be out of a job because yeah. of you, Jake. Because of me. All right. Well. Yep. Now well, I feel the the reason bad. Jake likes that movie, like everybody else, is Koba on top of the top of the tank. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, I do want to bring up this photo here of the prizes that we are giving away tonight Ooh. that we are raffling off. Uh, so you've got the T-shirt there that we gave off for cast off or gave out for cast off. This is the Sasquatch or the Bigfoot air freshener and the $10 gift card to mountain donuts. And we'd like to congratulate Denise Fielder who won that prize. Go ahead. Denise, you're amazing. Does the Sasquatch air freshener smell like Sasquatch? One can only hope. (laughs) Right. Fresh ape in the morning. Good old old musk. Yeah. Yeah, Don't forget about the Florida skunk ape, which is, you know, Mm -hmm. they can, they can smell it before they see it. It's like a squatch yep. during mating season, just pungent. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We will be back tomorrow night, not with more ape movies, unfortunately, but we will be talking about Power Rangers and Shrek because Shrek has hit its 20th anniversary this year. I can't believe it. Wow. You Power Rangers Power and Shrek, the crossover everybody wanted. Uh, so we'll be back with more prizes if you want to be entered into the raffle it's easy peasy just go to you or givebutter.com slash utah remote con 2 buy some raffle tickets your name will be entered in for the drawing we have some more great prizes to give away tomorrow some more great panels steven izzy craig tracy thank you guys so much for being here talking about ape movies that was so much fun we hope you guys enjoyed it please share us with your friends we I've seen on so many people's posts lately. What is Utah Remote Con? Let people know what Utah Remote Con is. We'd love to have them come view and donate, and and it's for a good cause. Go ahead, uh, Steve. 
Uh, Jake, if I might, just before we go, uh, thank, thank you, gentlemen, for joining us and everything. Yes, but you. if you're a fan of Dr. Zayas, and of course you are if you're listening to this, obviously, <laughs> uh, Dana oh. Gould will be joining us on July 10th for Podcard Fest. That's oh, at P-O-D-C-A-R-D-F-E-S-T. That is a celebration of podcasting and art. And uh, he also has a new web series on YouTube called Hanging with Dr. Z, where comedian Dana Gould does dress as Dr. Zayas and interview I get, I'm assuming his friends and neighbors, <laughs> but it's, but it's hilarious. Awesome. Makeup is more legit than the actual Dr. Zayas from the movies. Like it's insane. His level of dedication to this bit. Uh, Craig, awesome. do you like Dana Gould? I, I, I hear, I hear you. Might be I love friend. Dana Gould and you're only telling people about Dana Gould. Cause you know, he won't come on my podcast. D- Dana, Dana, you might be watching right now. Please talk to Dana. Craig. He, he's a huge fan. I'm a massive fan with him to see you. We, yeah. <laughs> On your birthday, his calls, wasn't please. it? It was Izzy's birthday, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah we went for my, on my birthday. We went to yes. Dana Gould's show. That's right. He's no, a, no. a fantastic comedian, and if even if he never comes on the podcast, you should always uh, support Dana Gould. Absolutely. The Dana Gould hour. Never an hour. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> Night, everybody. Bye, everybody. Hi, this is Dana Gould, and you're listening to Everything I Learned from Movies on your radio, phone, computer, television, or record player. There once was a lady who got sick of the city, so she made herself a plan to get out of the city by the roots in the jungle where a woman is a woman and a man is a man. She went looking for her mate, she didn't find a man, so she found herself a name. She's an ape lady. She's the mistress of the apes. She's an ape lady. And when she calls, they congregate. They can hear her voice ringing far and wide. She's the queen of the jungle. And the monkey's pride. Ape lady. The mistress of the apes. 